Hi, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show on the 4th of May, 2021. The, the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware. They've got mulch and much more to make your yard the best-looking yard in the neighborhood. Now, if it could ever stop raining long enough in some places, uh, you might be able to put the mulch down. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125, the phone number. Best prices in town, particularly these days. If you haven't been to your big box hardware store, prices have gone through the roof for everything, including lands you know, landscaping and plants. I can't believe how expensive uh, annuals were. Anyhow, uh, give them a call or go to the website, omnitruevalue.com. And uh, Joe Rayo is on my left. I'm Joe Chaffee. Uh, for those of you who are joining the show for the first time, welcome aboard. And uh, it was, I was thinking during this afternoon, if there's one thing that's probably more difficult than figuring out the uh, bands of the one inch, two inch, four inch and eight inch snowfalls, uh, it's uh, trying to figure out a warm front in the springtime because uh, you're going to be right except for probably 30 miles either side of wherever that warm front is. And who knows where that warm front ultimately winds up. And, and that, that, that led to some screwy temperatures in some places. Some spots didn't get much out of the uh, upper 50s and low 60s. Other places got into the 80s. And I hate spring. I really do. It's the worst. It's just the worst time of year. Well, it started out dull and dank and dreary this morning, uh, but uh, slowly but surely, beginning around one or two o'clock this afternoon and up in my neck of the woods, the sun slowly began breaking through. And by the time we got to about five or 5.30, Joe, it was a day where uh, instead of that milky sky, we had uh, you know, billowing cumulus clouds, big patches of blue and intervals of not hazy sun, but bright sunshine. So it slowly evolved into a very lovely day. I don't know what our high was here, but I suspect that we did get into the 70s, at least during this uh, afternoon. Yeah, it was <clears throat> the same. I, I, I know on Long Island, on, on days like today, <coughs> excuse me, the sun angle is high enough where it, uh, it, it does tend to rip through the clouds uh, in inland spots first and then kind of works its way uh, toward the North Shore and then toward the South Shore, sort of opens up in the middle and then <clears throat> then uh, expands to either side. But trying to figure that out is always uh, a dicey proposition. And in the meantime, we've got uh, a, another night of uh, very very active severe weather uh, in uh, the uh, in the South, and again, uh, once again, probably for the fourth or fifth time, uh, we're seeing the target zone. Uh, in the uh, middle of the Gulf states there from uh, Louisiana uh, on eastward through uh, Mississippi and Alabama, the Storm Prediction Center at the moment has uh, one very large tornado watch. And they just issued, let me, I'm going to freshen this up because it looks like they just issued a new severe thunderstorm watch. Uh, we'll get the parameters on this in a moment. This is for uh, southeastern Alabama, 
the Florida Panhandle, southwestern Georgia. Actually, it was issued about 18 minutes ago. Uh, the other uh, tornado watcher, they're talking about an area in central Alabama uh, for the possibility uh, on, a, on a special discussion for the possibility of some tornadic activity. And they actually just have a, a recent tornado warning. Just a heads up to everybody. Of course, if you're watching this on a replay, if you're not watching it live, obviously uh, the radars are going to be dated. So you uh, absolutely do want to go to your local National Weather Service forecast office uh, to get the latest weather information regarding any severe weather that's going on uh, in your neck of the woods. And you can do that by just going to weather.gov. But they, they went with a moderate risk here uh, earlier today uh, in uh, east, uh, parts of uh, southeastern Louisiana, a uh, good chunk of Mississippi and into Alabama. And it's been playing out according to plan. I was looking at, at our tornado HQ, Joe. There's a, a, a tornado warning right now for Montgomery County, uh, so that is in the city of Montgomery in Alabama, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven severe thunderstorm warnings surrounding that, uh, running up and down uh, from Mobile up to Montgomery, and then on up uh, to uh, Auburn, uh, and uh, that th those uh, thunderstorms are now also extending into northwestern Georgia, and I'm probably about to get into another round of heavy rain here because it's been it's been pouring pretty much nonstop all day long. Yeah, there's a nice, uh, well, I won't say nice, but there is a significant streak of what looks to be uh, some heavy-duty shower and thunderstorm activity over east-central uh, sections of Alabama, Joe, and my presumption is that if it continues to hold together and continues to move on an easterly trajectory that you may very well get into that Oh, maybe in the next uh, three or four hours. So it, it, I know it to you, it has never seemed to end today, but uh, here, here you go again as we move into the overnight hours. Now for, for us up here, I did notice that the Storm Prediction Center moved the marginal risk area a little closer to us as opposed to earlier in the day. I'm not sure whether or not they uh, feel that we, you know, here in the immediate tri-state area, We'll get into any, any any significant activity. If we do see any of that, it probably will come sometime later tonight, later this evening. Right now, I do see some activity, not really all that noteworthy in northeastern Pennsylvania, and a few more showers and storms over uh, in Delaware, down across the Delmarva Peninsula, and also a scattering of shower activity across central and western sections of Pennsylvania. Uh, there are three severe thunderstorm warnings up uh, in South Carolina. Uh, northwest of Charleston, uh, and also north of Charleston. Uh, further north, uh, there's some heavy thunderstorms in eastern North Carolina and southeastern Virginia, and up uh, the Delmarva Peninsula into Delaware. So we've got one, two, three, four, five severe thunderstorm warnings in a north-south fashion. One, two, three, four special marine warnings that are up. And I'm just kind of looking at the radar. There's a cluster of showers and storms Midway between uh, Williamsport uh, and, and then extending to just west of Scranton, uh, so there's a uh, and then northward from there up to, to just south of Binghamton. So there's a fairly decent-looking cluster of storms that's formed there, and some scattered stuff out further to the west of uh, between Harrisburg. It's northwest of Harrisburg. There's one well east of State College. Uh, others surrounding Altoona. Another one southwest of uh, Pittsburgh and on the Ohio side, seeing. Uh, uh, some heavy downpours and maybe a thunderstorm there near Youngstown, Ohio. 
Uh, also, uh, some thunderstorms showing up on the uh, radar in uh, Kentucky, in eastern Kentucky, and down in the state of Tennessee, in western Tennessee, and on the uh, Arkansas-Tennessee state line, there's a line of storms that just passed uh, Jonesboro, uh, west-northwest of Memphis, and we have a new severe thunderstorm warning just west of Memphis there. Uh, yeah, another crazy night here. Here's how it looks on the um, wider loop. And I'm just going to give it a quick refresh because uh, it's, it's just a, a little bit old. So let's just uh, make sure we got the latest one. That's a snaky, nice, snaky looking lump. I hate the word nice. It's not the right word. Uh, uh, impressive. Let's just say impressive uh, line of storms there snaking down uh, through Alabama into southern Mississippi and parts of southeastern Louisiana. It looks like just going just north of New Orleans. And all of this is going to be you know, part of this next low that's that's developing. And I, I think it's, you know, what I did was, Joe, I mentioned that there could be a shower. I covered for the possibility that, you know, a sneaky shower or thunderstorm uh, this evening and tonight with what's going into Pennsylvania. It's hard to know whether that stuff survives or not. But then uh, tomorrow morning, there should be a fairly decent round of um, rain and maybe even a few thunderstorms in the mix there uh, as a, a low, uh, gets going, finally pushes a cold front through here early tomorrow afternoon, and then I think weather conditions should start to improve later tomorrow afternoon, setting us up for the one nice day this week, and that's going to be Thursday. Yeah, I think uh, Thursday will be uh, not a bad day at all. I think we're going to see just a few thin, uh, lacy high clouds in the sky, but uh, should get into the low and mid-60s in most areas a goodly amount of sunshine, a dry day coming up. And uh, that'll be the uh, the interlude between wetness for tomorrow and another round of wetness probably coming in later on Friday. I'm wondering, Joe, what you thought about the weekend based upon what I looked at today. All of a sudden, it doesn't look like it's so cold, cut, and dry for dry weather on Saturday. It looks like showers may linger, I think, for a good part of the day Saturday now. And then the question for Mother's Day Sunday, will showers arrive by later on in the day or toward evening, or will they rush in for the middle part of the day on Sunday? So this does not look like a great weekend coming up. No, it looks like both are going to be uh, both are going to be unfortunately uh, touched by some form of precipitation. You got you, you, the issue for Saturday now, although that might buy you some time on Friday because the upper the the uh, you're going to get this low that's going to develop. Uh, off the uh, North Carolina coast and run out east-northeast. But uh, the models are, are strengthening it and slowing it down. And, and as a result, the upper trough that's swinging eastward is also slower, slower to get here. So if it's slower to get here, it's slower to get out of the way, which is why it's got the lingering showers uh, in the northeast on, uh, on Saturday. Not that it's a widespread area you know, of showers that covers every, you know, blankets all the geography, uh, there'll be dry periods in there, but you can't rule out that there might be some showers running around on Saturday. And then, yeah, I, I, I kind of decided to keep Sunday morning dry and then bring it in uh, from west to east, uh, you know, early to mid-afternoon, and then that goes uh, on into uh, Monday morning. So it's a very, you know, very busy pattern. It's a very active pattern. And uh, uh, also with respect to risk, let me just take, let's just take a look at the Storm Prediction Center's uh, set up for risk areas. Now we have tonight's, of course, and uh, we continue to see that um, moderate risk 
uh, in that area down in uh, Mississippi and Western Alabama, enhanced risk surrounding that, the slight risk surrounds that and extends up into Western Kentucky, Western Tennessee, uh, into South Carolina. Certainly the warnings that we're seeing are playing uh, according to plan. Uh, slight risk also Northern North Carolina, a good chunk of the state of Virginia into the Delmarva Peninsula, as we've seen those storms and warnings that we showed you on the radar earlier. Marginal risk tonight from, uh, you know, basically from Cape May to the northwest county of New Jersey, uh, the northwest corner of New Jersey on westward and into southern New York. So that, that, that probably means that some of the stuff that's scattered around on the radar has the potential you could get the odd thunderstorm that could bubble up into something stronger. And then uh, for tomorrow, uh, SPC, uh, originally they had the northern edge of marginal risk up to New York City. Then they moved it down this morning so that it uh, is uh, in southern New Jersey, uh, Atlantic City, maybe southward. Uh, that's where they left it here uh, on their forecast, uh, southern New Jersey, uh, down into Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and then right through the Carolinas, down to Georgia, southern Georgia, the, uh, northwest Florida, through the Panhandle, and extending into um, southeastern Louisiana. So that's all a marginal risk. I don't expect that, by the way. Uh, if, if we were going to get this front to come through late tomorrow afternoon or evening, where we could get decidedly warm sectored for a little while, uh, I, I, I might... Um, jump on the idea that maybe they'll extend the marginal risk northward and add a little slight risk. I don't think we're, we're going to see that. It's possible that we could see a slight risk added in the southern areas of this marginal risk zone, uh, maybe coastal North Carolina, uh, down into southern Georgia and over into, into the Florida, the panhandle. But that's about the extent of it as far as, as, far as I, I'm, the way I see it. A lot is going to depend upon whether or not a little ripple or wave of low pressure takes form late tonight or early tomorrow on that warm front. Of course, if that happens, that likely will keep the warm front south of us, and we may never really get into uh, the warm sector. On the other hand, if that little wave is weaker or doesn't form at all, uh, the warm front could possibly bump up across New York City and Long Island, maybe even points north for a short while. And then we just turn to the west and wait for uh, the cold front to move through from eastern Pennsylvania and western New Jersey that could happen maybe as early as uh, 11 or 12 or 1 o'clock. And then after that, with northwesterly winds kicking in, we could see a drying trend, enough of a drying trend, to maybe even allow for a bit of clearing or a little sunshine toward the end of the day tomorrow, continue clearing tomorrow night, and setting the stage for a nice day, as we just noted on Thursday. I am trying here to load up the max temperatures today, uh, just to give everybody an idea of the widespread ranges. Now, Barry Goldberg was posting earlier. He got to 76, and he's just north of Caldwell. So I'm seeing a 75 uh, for Caldwell uh, as, a, as a high. Ooh, I clicked on a button, and uh, I clicked on it, and it says forbidden. Uh, I guess I'm forbidden to, to, uh, to click on the temperature to get more information. Uh, 82 for Mike is was it Mike Azera who said 82 temp jump to 82 on his weather station in uh, in Trenton uh, seven uh, 82 um, hold on I got to get my mouse here hang on a second there you go Philadelphia got to 82 at the airport uh, 84 in Wilmington 88 uh, in uh, Baltimore but meanwhile Boston today 
55, Joe, for a high. And right now it's 52, okay? They got to 55 for a high, and it's 52. Uh, in Connecticut, Willimantic, uh, 55 at the moment. Their high was 57. Sturbridge, uh, 54 at the moment. Their high was 56. Cape Cod, 46 right now at, at Provincetown uh, Municipal Airport. And Ouch. it's 50 uh, for the high there. Chatham uh, also getting up to 50. So you can see the impact of the warm front here where temperatures just struggled uh, all day long in southern and southeastern New England and over Long Island. A few spots on Long Island did manage to get to 70 or a little bit better. But uh, those were few and far between. Most of that Suffolk County stayed pretty much uh, in the 60s. And, of course, if you look further south, uh, you're going to see uh, those temperatures uh, really heated up. Uh, 91 in James River, 91 in Wakefield. Uh, in North Carolina, we saw most highs in the middle and upper 80s. Meanwhile, Joe, right now here, I got to say the high in Blairsville at the airport was 71. I'm 61 right now. Uh, so uh, I, I don't. Uh, there, there was a brief, very brief moment where there was like a little hole in the activity, and it brightened up. That was enough to set temperatures shooting higher, uh, ever so slightly. And now it's you know been settled back into the low. It, basically, it was raining in 60s all day. And I'm just checking out on the 21Z map. I mean, you just really have uh, temperatures. And I'm just checking out on the 21Z map. I mean, you just really have uh, temperatures uh, in the uh, uh, 80s, dew points that climbed up into the upper 60s. You get down into Georgia. You get down into Alabama, Mississippi. I mean, this was, again, just much like yesterday, really, really socked in, saturated tropical air. And, uh, of course, you had the uh, uh, energy aloft the, and the upper trough aloft. The, the dynamics were there uh, setting off these, um, these thunderstorms. Uh, that uh, we've seen this evening on the radar so far. Yeah, and um, as you mentioned at the onset, Joe, always very tough in the springtime to try to determine who's going to get what in terms of temperature and where the location of the front is. And uh, it's kind of kind of amazing. Shake your head. I mean, you see how chilly Boston is. We uh, here, uh, according to uh, Renata, who looked at our uh, weather station. Uh, she says that we got to 68. That's that's perfect. I mean, I I could go with 68 all year long. And uh, again, you mentioned 82 in Philadelphia, and uh, temperatures in parts of uh, Virginia uh, closing in on 90. So uh, it won't be long, I guess, before we get into that kind of air mass. Although it's not going to apparently happen anytime soon, at least uh, over the next few days. And in fact, uh, the the weekend. Up here in the Hudson Valley, it looks like it's going to be unseasonably cool with temperatures mostly in the uh, lower 60s instead of the upper 60s near 70 we normally see uh, for uh, the time right around uh, Mother's Day weekend. By the way, Joe, we are being graced with the presence tonight of the, 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 the great Sal Blandino. He is on the chat board. <laughs> Now, if we could get Ruben Fairchild, now if we get Ruben Fairchild on the chat board, we'd have a double here. So <laughs> they were having their own conversation on one of my YouTube videos from from yesterday. Anyhow, I, I got the H Triple R up because the H Triple R seems to to me uh, has a good feel for what's on the radar. Uh, and if we carry this through uh, the overnight, 
Uh, it's got some these storms that are in eastern Pennsylvania kind of fire up in the next couple of hours uh, over you, at least with some rain uh, and, a, and, and uh, some scattered uh, thunderstorms in there. And then that area moves on up into uh, central and northern New England. But here comes what's left of what's going on in the south. And, of course, these thunderstorms start to really die out after 8 or 9 o'clock in, in the southeast. You see they sort of fall apart. But the remnant energy is what you see in Kentucky and West Virginia. And then that moves northeastward tomorrow morning into Pennsylvania. And then it starts to rev up with some showers and storms. It's actually got a fairly decent-looking uh, area. I don't want to use impressive because it's not quite impressive, but it does show a cluster of thunderstorms there moving through uh, eastern Pennsylvania uh, by uh, 11 o'clock, by uh, noontime. And there are some showers that are running across New Jersey and over Long Island, uh, uh, the Hudson Valley, and into southwestern Connecticut. This is as far as the 22Z uh, goes. Uh, but once that plays through, you figure it should be out by, say, 2 o'clock or so in most, 1, or two, one to 2 o'clock in most places. Uh, the weather is going to get better. I, I think, Joe, it's going to get a little breezy uh, on the backside of this um, late tomorrow, tomorrow night into Thursday morning. I don't think we're going to be blowing away. We better not be. Um, I, I don't know if we can handle another wind event. No, I don't think so either. It's been uh, much too windy these last few weeks. And as I mentioned a few days ago, they always seem to be coming our way on a Friday. I say that, I know that, because um, Friday here is what we call Carbingle Day here in Putnam Valley. In other words, that's the day that they take paper, plastics, uh, your Carbingle. <laughs> and we have, a, we have a, 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 a container to put all of that in, but it's relatively lightweight. And in recent weeks, you know, the winds has been knocking that thing down on its side. Even once uh, it, it, it actually... Uh, pushed it partway down the street or partway down the road that I live on. So it, it, you know, it'd be nice if we could finish out the week without having to go through all that mayhem. Next really windy day, I think, Joe, around here. I mean, tomorrow's going to be a little breezy. I think. But the next windy day might not come until the start of next week on Monday when uh, winds start to uh, gust a bit, maybe out of the northwest. Right. Till then, though, you know, nothing we, I don't think we can't handle. Right. So our... our um... Developing wave tomorrow virtually moves right on top of uh, of central New Jersey, passing just south of the south shore of Long Island on the latest GFS uh, with that you know cluster of storms and some heavy rains. The GFS wants to take it over New Jersey and over Long Island and southern New England and the lower Hudson Valley for a couple of hours tomorrow. And then that moves out. We know Thursday should be okay. Now, here's the complication for Friday. So you see that stick of showers that runs from southwestern New York, and then kind of curves down into eastern Kentucky and Tennessee. That's all part of the upper trough. You have this low that's off the North Carolina coast. I mean, if you remember back days ago, this model, not the others, but this model trying to make a, a huge storm, a huge coastal storm, and, and you know that's not going to happen. That's moving out to the east. The problem is that one wave goes out, and then, of course, the upper trough comes down and generates a second low, uh, Friday night. Now you've got this band of showers Friday evening from upstate New York down into eastern Virginia. I'm wondering whether you know there, there's these yellows showing up if the GFS is trying to indicate that maybe there could be some convective uh, activity in there. Uh, that low offshore 
taking longer to develop the second wave, longer to get out. So Saturday morning, uh, the GFS has got this this band of showers from upstate New York moving south, you know, basically south or south southeastward across New Jersey and then just offshore. And then, as you pointed out, lingering around during the afternoon as the uh, a low wraps up uh, just south of Nova Scotia, where the gradient gets fairly, very tight. In fact, there's a little bit of light blue there uh, for uh, Saturday evening uh, over Nova Scotia with a 980. I can't see it because it's it's, a, it, it's kind of on the edge there. I think that's a six. And then, of course, once that pulls out, the next system, that 94 low in southwest Kansas, gets ready to push eastward. And here we are Sunday morning with a low near St. Louis and rain into West Virginia. Uh, by afternoon, the rain is moving into eastern Pennsylvania. This particular run is a little slower than what um, uh, the other runs were. It takes a little longer for the rain to get here. But I'm going to go with the idea that uh, it's dry into early afternoon, and then the rains come in late and later in the afternoon and evening. And then the low, uh, southern New Jersey moves on out. And then we get into what looks like, let's see, Sunday morning. Monday morning, the rain's long gone, so maybe the daytime Monday won't be too bad. Tuesday looks okay, a little breezy uh, with this next high coming down. One thing's for sure, Joe, it's going to be cooler than that. The temperatures are going nowhere uh, into early next week. That, that, that to me is a given. Yeah, no question about that. I said that uh, we'd probably be seeing below normal temperatures this weekend, and uh, we're not going to be getting back to normal or even above normal for a little while, so get ready for that. And by the way, there is snow on the GFS uh, in uh, Montana and Wyoming, and a fruitless goat is still on. Uh, there's some snow for parts of Colorado early next week, if this is correct. And uh, then, of course, uh, if we get a dry day on Tuesday, guess what? Here comes the next system for uh, probably later Wednesday night or Thursday, uh, bringing some rain or showers in. So it's a pretty busy, still a rather busy pattern. And it's a, you know, with the below normal temperatures, thanks to that northern part of the jet stream just still hanging on, uh, it doesn't want to go away. Uh, it, it's going to be very hard unless you get an odd day like today where you get a situation where you get a warm front to come on up. Uh, it's going to be really tough to string together more than a day of uh, of warm weather. And I'm just running through the uh, the upper air here just to give it a a, a look see. And, and this, if this pattern were in March, uh, the the snow lovers would probably be dancing in the streets uh, with uh, oppor <laughs> opportunities for snow. I mean, you know, you still have this sort of blocky look up there around Greenland and in the Davis Strait, uh, upper low, uh, the, the the vortex uh, at uh, at 500 millibars anyway in James Bay, and the jet going all the way down into central Florida. I mean, look at this trough at the end of the week. My God, my goodness, look at that. Uh, very very cold air aloft again. I think the only thing that saves us is the fact that the trough is not nearly as sharp as what we saw last week. Uh, it does wrap up a cutoff there near Nova Scotia, and they, uh, Nova Scotia and Newfoundland participate uh, in, in a, um, an interesting coastal storm. Then that moves out, and then the rest of that upper low drops southeastward for Monday. Of course, and then you look in the west, there's a, an upper low that drops out of 
uh, off the Pacific Northwest coast and drops into the central Rockies. And maybe that's the Colorado snow that we saw there for next Monday and Tuesday. And then eventually that short wave gets kicked out to the east. There's no sign of any kind of heat ridge, nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a very, for, for May, this is a fairly dynamic looking upper air pattern that's taking us right through the middle part of the month. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to be in for a protracted spell of near or below normal temperatures. It's it's going to be maybe not until later in the month or even the start of June. I can't believe I'm even saying that, the start of June, before things start to balance out and maybe go back to near normal or even above normal in terms of temperatures. Till then, um, it looks like we're going to be in for a rather coolish weather pattern for uh, the next uh, week or two around here, Joe. Uh, Steve LaPointe, thank you so much for hitting Super Chat. Best two for weather simplicity. Uh, we get complex, but we keep the complex simple. How's that? That works for me. And uh, my buddy Silvio Balzano is on here. Uh, nice to see you on, uh, uh, Silvio. Uh, and uh, uh, we have our friend from uh, um, overseas, from the UK, Coin Pig. He's on, on the chat board tonight. And everybody... A uh, uh, big hello to uh, everyone that has taken the time out to uh, watch our, our show. Uh, another day with all this uh, severe weather and uh, still, uh, at least for the Northeast, still waiting to try to string together a, a couple of nice days back to back. So uh, you have uh, you have uh, Briller Jeopardy and the chairman's. Yes, I do. Yes. The chairman's birthday, I believe, is coming up. So May the 10th. Yes. So. Just wanted to make a note so of we that. We take note of these things. Yes, we do. We yes, pay we attention. Do. So I'm getting my little yellow <laughs> pad and my pen because it's it's my turn to do you know to pick out pick out on uh, to uh, figure out the list. But I don't know what the list is because I have not seen it. Okay, well I'm going to uh, give it to you as soon as I find uh, Mr. Briller's uh, message here that he sent to me, I know, yesterday or thereabouts. Here we go. Yes, and uh, these are for you, Joe, the category. These <laughs> actually said, just kidding. Initially, he says, these 10 states average the most partly cloudy days annually. And he says, just kidding, LOL. All right, so what is the real, what is the real set of questions for tonight? According to Noah, these 10 states are the driest, and we include all 50 states, not contiguous, but the entire U.S. of A. Baseball rules apply. Uh, hint, go, well, that's nice. He does give you a hint. Go west, young man, the 10 driest United States. All right, so let's, let's see if we can knock off, uh, uh, let's knock off Arizona, Nevada, uh, Nevada, uh, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico. They're all on the list. They are all on the list. Nevada is number one. Utah is number two. Did you say New Mexico? I did. The land of enchantment. That's num number five on the list. Okay. And uh, what other what other ones did you mention? Uh, uh, Azarona. Uh, they are number four. So there you go, Joe. You got one, two, four, and five. All right. Well, let's throw in Colorado in there. 
Colorado's lucky number seven. Two, three, four, three, four, five. Colorado is number seven. Um, okay. So, uh, hmm. Hmm. Nebraska. Nebraska. Is that on the list? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, see, because it's so much different in West Kansas. Is Kansas your your final answer? Yes. Really? <laughs> Oh boy. Believe it or not. Nevada, Utah, Azarona, New Mexico, Colorado. Well, why not let's put you know Idaho? Idaho is on the list. It is number nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Idaho. Hmm. So I've got six of them. So that leaves me with four. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and I'm going to give you a hint, Joe. Two of those states have almost the same name. Two of those states have almost the same name, like Kansas and Arkansas? No, no, not like that. Two states have almost the same name. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I was wondering whether I was going to go in this direction. So, um, North and South Dakota. That's right. You got them. Eight and ten. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Did you say Idaho before? Yes. I just, we just had a, an umpire review, and the umpire review has just overturned my, my strike. And indeed, Idaho is on the list at number nine. Apparently, yeah, you, I was I blind think, and I, did I, not I, see I, that. I think you did. Oh, okay. Well, no, I have it written down here. So I thought you said it was that you gave it to me. So did here, I give that all right, to you? So, so here's what no, I have. Here's what I have so right. far: Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, right, North and South Dakota, and Idaho. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So the ones that I missed, I, I said Nebraska and Kansas, and you said those aren't there. Right. They're not there. Right. And, um, okay, so um, uh, let's let's give this a Oklahoma. Where the wind blows Oklahoma? whistling down the, uh, right, where the wind blows whistling down the plain. Steer out three, you're out. All right. So what what are the two uh, number 3 is kind of perplexing me. Um and, you know why? Well, I mean is is it Montana why? and Wyoming the missing two? Why well, I was just saying why the number 3? So why Wyoming? Okay. Yes. And who's the what, what number was number 3? And what was number 6? Montana? Big Sky Country. Montana. Montana. All right. Well, you know what? My my, I was in the general vicinity therein. 
Yeah, that's yes, you were. Right. Yeah, all right. So I got I got eight before I got knocked out. Uh, got knocked out of the competition. Whatever. <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow. Ch Silvio Balzano says channeling my your best, best West. Joe. West. Channeling best my West. best West. Yes. Uh, Arizona, Chuck Cardillo wrote Arizona, California, uh, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, Idaho, Wyoming, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, not California. You know, Southern California might, by the way, I might only have do made it, but not Northern California. I only, I only do that umpire call because Keith James the second loves it. Oh so. yeah, no, don't. It, it's it's wonderful that uh, you know you're calling balls and strikes. Yes. So, uh, so hmm, it was something I wanted to bring up with you. Now I forgot what it was. I'll have to, I have to write these things down. I'm getting I'm getting my brain is like jello, and it doesn't help that the weather was the way it was today, where it rained all day. So my uh, my head is somewhere. You know, somewhere else. Yes. Well, tomorrow, 2.34 p.m., Cinco de Mayo, we will arrive at the halfway point of spring. Midpoint of spring tomorrow at 2.34 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the vernal, halfway between the vernal equinox and the summer solstice. So tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo, will be halfway to summer. And you know what I'm going to miss, Joe, is... is those special Cinco de Mayo lunches that Ralph used to prepare for yes. us at, uh, at our old stomping grounds yes. at Fios One. Ralph was great. Yes. He never, uh, when it came to food, he never, he never went cheap. He got, he always got good, yes. good food. Uh, and, and it wasn't always pizza, which was another plus. Correct. Yes. Correct. So there you go. Yes. All right. So you know what? Let's wrap it up for tonight. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here, as always. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you are many of you are here night after night, and that is, is great. Uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow night at 7.30 Eastern time, and uh, we'll see what the weather gods bring us for the rest of the week and for the weekend. And we are 11 days away, Joe, 11 days away from the first tropical weather outlook of, of, excuse me, of the, well, it start, the outlooks will start on May 15th, but the hurricane season does not officially start until June 1st. And, you know, we've seen, uh, I think there, we've had a, a named storm in the month of May. Was it four out of five or five out of the last six, uh, six years, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. We, we've got 27 days, in this month to go. So who knows what, what's coming our way in the uh, upcoming next few weeks. Yep. We'll see. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks again. And uh, thank you, uh, Steve LaPointe, for hitting Super Chat tonight. Most appreciated as always. And uh, we will see you, uh, we see you guys tomorrow. And gals, we'll see you both tomorrow. It's uh, 730 Eastern time. Good night, everybody. Night, night.